Hello and welcome to the Squeaky Bum Time Podcast with Michael and Ron. It is Monday, August 29th. This is a new time. In this episode, Holland roars for City. Liverpool smashes Bournemouth while United persevere. But first, Mike, we know you're a Spurs fan, so you yeah. can give us the anti-fan view. Can Arsenal actually win the Premier League? Yeah, maybe. They're no, undefeated. they can't. Can they, can't they, is is a question I just sort of tire of because I hear it so much, right? Like, I don't think I care about the prospects of what Arsenal can and can't do in May of this year relative to Liverpool and Man City. What I think is is valuable for both us and, and for our listeners, who we love very much, um, is what the hell happened? How did they get to 4-0? Um, have they played anybody of substance, no. Um, <laughs> no, but but how have they gotten for Gabriel Jesus? Actually, actually, they do they they do that. Palace win looks a lot yeah, better, even though great. they did they did, they did suffer. They did suffer Absolutely. in that game. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I was reading something about Arsenal earlier in the week, and they, if you'll remember, this time last year they were in the relegation zone. I think maybe they even were zero and three and had law and were minus nine. Yes, and 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 who was having a better time about it than I was? Right, you because um, <laughs> you fast were forward six months. And, and the questions then, we covered it, was the exact polar opposite is, can Arsenal get relegated? That question is as ridiculous as, can Arsenal win the league? Just to be clear, right? But they're also completely meaningless because Arsenal went on a little bit of a run. And no, they were never going to get relegated. The question was, could they recover and get to a top four spot? The answer was also yes to that, but they gave it away at the end of the season, right? And so the difference that I find when they're you know 4-4 four four and having 12 points in the bag already is that is a leg up for what inevitable slide that they will go on. And it's not an Arsenal yeah, meme. It's every team has, you know, valleys, peaks and valleys. And, um, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm not happy about it as a Spurs fan, but uh, you know, good for them. They they're beating the teams they are supposed to beat, And for the first time this season, Fulham punched them in the mouth uh, yeah. and they got right up off the mat, wiped their, wiped the blood from their, their cheek and they hit back. So good yeah. on them. Absolutely. deserving. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's the that's the part I want to hit on is that mentality piece. Chari in our chat that we're trying to. By the way, we have a a, a a WhatsApp chat. We'll we'll put it into the link and try and get more people in. We want to have the conversations that we have between each other for the show with everybody. We got a handful of people: John, Manny, uh, Alex, just people who we 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 know you listen to the show, but you can talk shit with us anyway. And John's been adding friends of his that are in the football yeah. community, so Thanks, we'll get more in there. Uh, but Chari said, this is a game that Arsenal would have drawn or lost yeah, in the sure. past. They mm -hmm. played really well. A lot of sexy stuff. Uh, Bournemouth were pretty good. I mean, sorry, Fulham were pretty good. They're a much better organized side. I think one of these things that we don't give credit to is managers can get better the way players can get better. Like, I think Silva's gotten better. He was okay at Hull, got relegated, lived the heroic story, was okay oh, yeah. at Watford. Then his head got turned for the Everton team. Oh, that was job. crazy. And his team quit on him or he quit on somebody quit on somebody. And then the Everton thing we're finding out was actually a mess. And it he probably was doing a better job than we actually thought. Um, and so he's now taken this Fulham job, set the record for points and goals in the championship. They scored over 105 goals. He's got Mitrovic going from 43. We were kidding around early in the season. Is he going to get 15? Is he going to get 20? Like yeah. he's looking really good, uh, but yeah, I thought Fulham were 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 the game for the fight. Every time I see Tim Ream, I go, "This team's not serious," because 
We know Tim Ream. He's a U.S. national team defender. He doesn't play for the U.S. men's national team, and he's supposed to play for Fulham? He's not good enough. Uh, and I know Tosin Adebayo as well. He also, I think the back line of Fulham is still the same team that gave up 70 goals the they last time they were there. Two years ago, right, yeah. <laughs> so I think offensively they're much better. They're more organized. I think the midfield's really good. Like, I like Reed, Addison Reed and Paulinho. They're really good, good players. Anyway, but... Mitrovic really bullies Gabriel. He makes a mistake. It's not the worst mistake I've ever seen. I think Mitrovic, so 50% of the time, the defender gets out of that. Yeah. But Mitrovic made him not get out of it. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Mitrovic scores. They do the the Michu, the Michu head wag. I love that. <laughs> it makes me happy. Uh, I like an old school. I like a repeated goal celebration because then it becomes associated with the guy. And then Odegaard's like, oh, I have the captain's armband on. Hey, Saka, let's get this shit done. And he just goes up a level to say, not today, not my arsenal. I don't want to hear about fucking Patrick Vieira. I don't want to hear about, does this team have characters? Yes, it has characters. And they come in the face of a 12-year-old Norwegian boy. Nice. (laughs) Well done. Yeah. I think that's... Somewhere in Norway, that's definitely not illegal anyway, so it's fine. I mean, he's 23. His hair looks like he's in something about Mary with the cum in his hair. He's he all over. <laughs> he's all over the place. He lives in that little pocket on the side there. He just reminds me of a city player. He just reminds me of like a of a Kevin De Bruyne before Pep was like, no, no, you can go anywhere the fuck you want. Yeah. So he's now still lear- He's still in that pocket. And he doesn't shoot enough. But I think, what did I say probably two episodes ago? If he starts shooting and can get to 10 goals, he's going to completely change Arsenal. Oh, I agree. I, I mean, the obvious parallel for me is Peak Erickson at Spurs, right? Like, it's, sure. it's very, time. very similar. They even look alike. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean. Although and, and, I feel like Erickson was not as active a player but had the same influence. Erickson would open things up. He'd just stand there. He'd be in space See, somehow that he walked there. The, the ball would come to him. He'd flip it around the corner and and off off they'd go. And so he'd be like thing. and Erickson'd be like, I did that. Those Pochettino <laughs> teams ran so much. He actually did run quite a bit. Just uh, he com- was among- relative to the team. Relative to the team, you'd always see the camera on him and the close-ups where he was standing still, and it would give you the impression that he was like just fucking around. But oh, he no, was actually working have, he wouldn't have been able to play, place. right? Right, exactly. Um, but no, I think I think the, the thing that scares me all the time. Yeah, maybe. The thing that scares me about this Arsenal team is that exactly that. I know how much of a benefit and how much of an impact that Ericsson type player and that Ericsson type quality can have uh in, in the attacking band. And um it honestly for me is is what launched Harry Kane's career, having that service, you know. Um it was before now he didn't have to have to drop deep. Right now it does it himself, but like <laughs> But that was the beginning of what is potentially to be known as the greatest goal scorer England's ever had, who, by the way, after today, is third all-time in goals. Uh, but let's do the scores, and we'll come back to it. Yeah, we'll do the scores. Okay, uh, let me give, give me a second, because we got to do two scores. we got to do setup and knockdown. So I'm pulling up the scores here. Wait a minute. I don't have them properly. So we're I'll get them. I'll, I'll say them. You say you. you no, 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 no. I got it. I got it. I got all it. right. I got all right. It. I got it. We're not going to edit this part out, by the way. This is just garbage time for our friends and <laughs> listeners. Thank you, guys. No, I just, I just, uh, I, I had FB ref up and it didn't have today's scores in. You're the worst. The preparation for this show that I do. is actually quite good. The preparation I do for the show and the preparation Laurent does for the show. Let me just tell you something, folks. He shows up 
half in the bag a lot and just mails it the fuck in. Meanwhile, I'm over here breaking my dick to make sure we do everything we can for you, the listener, because we love you. And Laurent couldn't give I a can't, fuck. I can't He's just all the talent, right. you know? I know. I, I just can't thing. believe it took me this long. I'm leaving the show. That's it. Okay, here we go. Right, I'm back. Let's do the scores. <laughs> The early game was Southampton nil, Man United one. They get off the schneid. Southampton are pretty good. You can see the green shoots of a new team growing out of that team. Southampton, uh, Chelsea down a man for 60 minutes. Defeat Leicester 2-1. to one. They take their souls and they take their defender. Fafana goes. Quick reaction on this, uh, and we'll go back to it in a second. Better win for Chelsea down a man or worse loss for Leicester? Who it's feels- a better win for Chelsea. Yep. They, were, they would have been okay. in, in real trouble. Brighton, continue. They're top of the league. 1-0 versus Leeds. We thought this would be a barn burner. It was not. Brighton dominated. They're Sanchez, num- top of the league in clean sheets with three. Brighton don't give up goals. City come back behind their roaring, destructive man destroyer in, Alf- in Erling Holland. 4-2. Palace go up to... No problem for City. We've done it before. We'll do it again. Liverpool, give the American History X curb stomp to nine people's faces <laughs> against Bournemouth. Bournemouth were broken. Scott Parker was broken. Please watch his post-game interview. He looked like he was going to cry. It wasn't funny. I think he might get fired. Brentford won. Everton won. Both Mike and I swore to all the old gods and knew that Brentford were going to pull this one out. They do put up a three XG, but still get the draw. That's bullshit. Brentford, you're better than that. We just talked Arsenal 2-1 over Fulham. Mitrovic under over for 15 goals is definitely going to bang that over. We should probably see what the odds are for that. Wolves, Newcastle. I swore Wolves were going to pull this out. I had them at plus three. I had them at plus 500 in the live betting to pull it out. And they didn't do it. They also won the XG battle. 1-1 with less with Wolves. With West Ham versus Aston Villa. I have a statement. Can teams stop wearing black? There's a lot of black on the alternative jerseys. I can't figure out who the hell's playing. Aston Villa lose again. Wet, uh, Steven Gerrard is on the clock. That team should be better. And if it was a different manager, uh, say Graham Potter, I think they would be top half because Brighton is, and they're not as good. A word West on this game, though, West, Ham, West Ham were arguably terrible and got the got the win, uh, their first of the year. I thought they would be far more bossy in this game and take it by the third. They're not they there. Not. They're not that. That's not how they play. No, I know, but they. I still thought that they would push around Aston Villa. They did not. And in the uh, second they half, the they points. did. They were much better. Yeah, they got the points, but uh, I was right by accident on this one. <laughs> and then uh, Spurs defeat your friends Nottingham Forest two uh, nil. Uh, in a what looked like Forrest was on top of Tottenham, but Spurs got the early goal and really were the best team in the league at controlling a game without the ball. Very Mourinho performance. Very Mourinho performance is, is grossly how I would put it, but with the confidence that the venom in the snake is is different. And, and I mean, it was it was quite punchy. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not. Yeah, it's it's a much better. Mourinho performance in that yeah. the spacing was different. It wasn't as compact and deep and heroic. It was more like, we know where you guys are going and you're not getting any good shots. I think it was patient would be the word yes. I would use. Um, but patient still, in defense. That's what I mean. Yeah. And and I think uh, there's a lot to be learned still about who his best 11 is. I said that on, on the last episode, but um, you getting know, they're there. getting there. The other thing I think about this game is, um, you know, Richarlison is going to take Sonny's spot in the lineup temporarily, and I'm curious to see how that starts to kind of pull out. But enough about Spurs for a minute. 
Forest are going to be a like I'm glad that we got Forest out of the way early because they're tough. Well, they're tough. It's, it's a tough game, tough place to play. But I'm going to enjoy watching them play every. I'm going to enjoy rooting for them to avoid relegation this season. Yeah, there's. A, I think that the the relegation battle starting to become clear. Bournemouth are going down. Yeah. They yeah. are. That, I mean, I, I that's not where I want to start. We we talked about Arsenal a little. We should probably we'll hit on City, but we could start with Liverpool. That was an abomination. That was kind of worse than the first nine nil that Southampton got. Because if you remember, Southampton had a man sent off. I think Romeo went off. It was raining. It was like twelve degrees, and mm. they kind of just ran out. They were just like, "We're fucked. Everything's going in." And Leicester just poured it on. And got the nine nil. The second nine nil that they had against them was against United. I don't really remember that one, but that was I don't re- I don't know how that second one happened. I think United just had their one good day of the year. Maybe that was during it was during uh, no fans, so maybe it didn't even count. Um, Did anything happen during the no fans era? Oh yeah, Liverpool won the league. That doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will counter. I'm not going to sign on blindly with Bournemouth going down for two reasons. A, they do have a win and there are three teams currently who don't, but that's, a, that's one side. But um, Did you they, have to, you have to have seen Scott Parker after I, this game. I understand. He was crushed. But they, now, they have now could the sword team. of Dysocles show up in, 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 on the South coast? Oh no, absolutely. On Scott Parker's head. Yes. It it what I'm saying is if Scott Parker doesn't get canned in the next three weeks, right? They have played Liverpool. I know. City, Arsenal. They're minus 14. I understand that they are, but they got their doors blown off by three teams who we pretty much would have expected this from, although I did. <laughs> the dumbest thing I've said on the show in quite a while was, hey, maybe Bournemouth plus two and a half. Um, that would have lost. I know, I by quite a margin, but I, I just, I was like, that's a fuck around bet. Don't take that one seriously. Uh, but here's the um, thing that I, like, um, title race implications, that plus nine is worth like a game. Absolutely, I understand. I'm not. Oh, title race. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Liverpool. This says this. This says to the rest of the league, Liverpool's fine. That United thing, we just had a midfield of James Milner, uh, Henderson, and 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 a 12 year old. Yeah. Who played despite his mother dying, uh, his grandmother dying, and he cried on the pitch. I loved it. It was great. Um, Bournemouth <laughs> will be in the relegation battle. I'm not saying that they won't. I'm just not here to staple them to one of the three. Oh teams. no, of course. It's four games in. There's a lot to do. There's there's oh. new managers to come in. There's there's players to come in. We in I fact actually think it's a pretty cloudy race in the bottom half of the table right now. I think the top half of the table is starting to shift right because those teams begin to separate from the pack, even if only slightly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there are some teams that are still sticking around. But the bottom half, it's like, all right, these are the teams who are likely to be 11 through 20 in some order, right? Southampton is going to be around there at some point. Not even far as well, I hope is at the top end of that that half, but mm. uh, they'll probably be dragged into the race at some point. Aston Villa looking more increasingly like they are. Bournemouth, Everton, Wolves all look like they could possibly be stuck in that race. Leicester. And by the way, the team in dead last right now, Leicester City. So Lester. Lester's yeah. in trouble. Sofana Lee. Well, let's sort of let me just and that, make sure that we stick with into the game this weekend. Yeah, let, let's so we've talked Liverpool. Let's talk City. City go down. I, I will give you my feelings. I was very nervous about this game. I know what Crystal Palace have done. They are a good team. 
you know, Anderson in the back, Gehi at the back, all really good. Tariq Mitchell is a good defender. Eze, we, we've talked about how they are a South London team. They reflect the ethnic breakdown of the neighborhood. It's a team you can get behind. They feel really good. They have a some there's some swagger to them about they respect the creativity, yet they're structured. So they're fun and like they will beat you. The first thing I was excited about was like Zaha got injured in the warm. I was like, Yahoo! Right. Thank God. So that was great. I was like, oh, this is a cakewalk. Oh, I didn't think anything of it. I was like, <laughs> I'm not even going to watch this. Yeah, yeah. They were plus 1,500 uh, at the start of the game. Yeah. Money line to win. They get an early goal on a corner. It's a little sloppy. It goes off of Walker and then John Stones' leg. Then it's like, oh, shit. City are in trouble. Eze is playing really well as a midfield outlet up to Hudson Edwards. So he's able to take the ball, release pressure, turn and go. And the first half is really good. And then he, they get another corner and it just, the line has been, of course, you know how it is. Anytime a goal goes in off a corner, it's because it's bad defending, right? Yep. It's never, it's never the ball was not defendable and right. it went, and it was deep. And, you know, yes, Anderson wasn't marked, but he was 30 feet from the goal. Like, you don't mark don't that guy. So he does a bullet header. It goes in. City down two. Uh, at that point, you know, I was nervous. I was like, oh, shit. This sucks because some days City don't pull these things together. Second half happens. Pep changes it. This is one thing that's not discussed. He's, he sees the problem that it's too narrow. He gets Bernardo and Foden out wide, takes off Mares and Cancelo, which is interesting. So Foden is at left back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it goes to a four. Everything opens up, and Bernardo just is like, I've got this. He starts working on the wings, cutting inside, scores a goal. Once one goal goes in, then it takes off. Then Holland has the space. Everything loosens up. Palace are all over the place, and Holland just goes, I'm awesome. We're winning this fucking game. Yeah. Cross from Foden on his side. Boom. Holland goes in. Holland puts it in. Then a, a, a ping pang. Looked like an amazing goal until you realize that John Stones shanked the shot. Holland does that. Then another one. Then City are just off and running. And it was an amazing, like, a romp. Just like, holy shit, we did this again. We were down that those two goals against Aston Villa at the end of the season. Same kind of thing. Where it's just like there was an, an inevitability. There was a hope. There was a control. Oh, the last goal was actually the best one from Holland where he's running in and Gundogan plays him in. And all I could think in that moment was that's the Raheem Sterling run. That's the goal he doesn't score. And City would have drawn that game. Yep. But in this case, Holland sees the ball coming, puts his body into the defender, holds off the defender for a yard. He falls over and then he finishes. Just a striker's goal and something City haven't had since Aguero. Because Aguero could use his body that way. And Holland's just a big, bad motherfucker. Yeah. And he enjoys no, it. He seems to be having fun, which is great. <laughs> every goal scorer, right? Every striker loves scoring goals, all that. He enjoys winning the battle yes. as much as he enjoys scoring the goal, right? Yes. And it's yes. That's fucking terrifying. Um, you've and got your Harry Kane now. You have one. Like, And I think the, the other piece that I think about is – and. I talked about this with, at a party with a guy, nice guy, Terry. We were talking football. He was like, oh, what, what's City's problem? We don't. We were talking about like the big clubs and the, the Champions League and the institutional power, all that stuff of like, why does Real win stuff? Because you have to. 
Holland has the personality that can lift the team. He, as an individual, brings extra, right? Yeah. He has a thing. He has personality. Something City have lacked. Despite how great they are, they don't have a charismatic player. Jack Grealish is a charismatic player, but as yeah, but a he's heel, a drunk, <laughs> and he's, he's a heel. He's yeah, a, yeah, he's, yeah, a yeah. he's 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 Doctor Doom, right? He's, he's Jamie Tart. He's, he's, he's Pretty Boy Floyd, right? He should come. He should, if he comes out with all blonde hair, I I can't, right? It's gonna happen, <laughs> right? Gonna happen. Him and Holland are gonna have blonde hair and look like yeah. Tweedledee and Tweedledum. But Holland is a, is a genuine superhero kind of. Kids like him. He's big and strong. He's got the thing. He's got the Zlatan without the without the. He's got. He's he's Michael Jordan dunking from the free throw line with the tongue out. Right, like he's he's got got that that thing. And City's talent will go off. And he even. I think the last piece that I say about it is his personality is actually. You can see that Pep likes it. It's infectious. He's he's got. He's like yeah. Everyone's fired up. Like this is just a goal. Is a regular hold on fourth seat fourth game of the season that we won and they went nuts. Winning cures everything. Whether Pep likes it or doesn't like it, he loves it when he's scoring a hat trick and in a come from behind win. When yeah. he loses at Old Trafford or or at, to Spurs or to whoever, and he's demonstrative in a difficult way, yeah. well, then we'll see what Pep really thinks about it. But yeah. um, I said it actually on on the on our Twitter account. I uh, I actually was like, oh no, Zaha, no party, it should be fine. And then I was like, oh. Whoops. Uh, but but the other yeah. thing is, you know, the last comment I had on that game, because I was watching Goal Rush for the 10 a.m. Uh, for the 3 p.m. games. It must have looked uh, awesome. And it was awesome. It was so much fun. Um, <laughs> but uh, I was like, oh, so that's what they look like with a real striker. It's been a while. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's been a yeah, while. Even, and this is not to, to speak ill of Aguero, but like Aguero could do all the things you were saying that Holland is doing. But Holland looks like he's doing them with a cape on to the superhero reference. Yes, right? like, he, because he's he six foot three. He runs like a deer. Yeah, you know, and and for all of Aguero's, you know, Harry he's Kane just passed Aguero. Right? Yep. He didn't have personality. He couldn't speak English. He he just was this cute. But he was kid. also he was sneaky. He was diminutive in around. Holland is like, oh, there's a brick wall there. That won't be a problem. Like he, he seems Aguero was like, all right, we can try to game plan him out of the game. It doesn't matter what you're going to do to Holland because he's mm. going to find a way to beat you, or yeah. he's going to draw so much attention that somebody else around him is going. Well, that's the that's the thing. The space is opened up, and and to be fair, Palace really collapsed. They just vanished in the game. Yeah, just, they did. They didn't threaten again. They just seemed to accept that they lost. But again, gone. this city team makes good teams look ordinary. So yes, I think that we need to revisit Palace in a month. Yeah, yeah. I think they're going to be fine. I think you know. I think I think. The big thing with Palace is I think Zaha is a real maturing goal scorer with all the finishes where I think this could be the season where, you know, he's 28, 29, where he scores 25 goals. And if he scores 25 goals, they're finishing eighth. You know what I mean? And that would be huge for Palace. But if he's getting hurt, then that's another problem. So let's go to let's go to Stanford Bridge, where we talked very briefly about Raheem Sterling. But this game was a was a referendum game in some sense of just like, yes. where is Chelsea? And the lineup came in. I was happy to see Connor Gallagher, same lineup as they had the day before the game before Gallagher's at home. And he just takes two fouls in the first half hour. Yeah. The first one is on 23. The second one's on 29. He's sent off for two yellows so, and he's distraught. He's crushed. Yeah. I don't think he'll play again. 
No, I don't think he can. And the hard part, I said this, you know, I would describe Connor Gallagher. I use the hockey analogy. He's, you know, gripping the stick too tight, right? You can see him trying to do everything. He's in quicksand out there. It's tough. It's actually, like I've said this before, it actually bothers me to see a kid like that fail in the place where he is so dead succeeding. He's got a full season at West Brom. A full, a full season, season at, at Palace. I understand. No, what I'm saying 25. is that I remember watching him last year going, this kid's really fun. And he's a kid that I enjoy rooting for despite the fact yeah. that he's a Chelsea player. And so I can only feel half bad for him because half of me is glad that he got sent off. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. Maybe well, this, is a, this is a coaching moment, right? Does Tuchel want to bring him back in? Does he feel like he needs him? Conte's out for still another at least a month. Mm-hmm. Does he try and resurrect him? Because a, a, a double yellow is a one-game ban, so he'll miss this midweek game and see where he is after that. But Chelsea do suffer. Thiago Silva was incredible, which is weird. He's 38 years old. He shouldn't be incredible, but he he was. He's cutting everything out, not letting Leicester score. But Leicester had a chance to pull this game together. They just couldn't get the goals, and Raheem Sterling scored those two goals I talked about. One, a lollipop, shitty edge of the box. You're like, what? This is so Raheem with his chocolate leg. He can't shoot. <laughs> it just yeah. Um, and then then the other one is is that he's in the box. He's ready for the tap in. Reese James puts it on his foot. These are the these are the goals that you saw. Both the types of goals that Raheem Sterling can score. Yeah, and he absolutely. was their best player. And well, and you see the ones that he misses too because he had a big <laughs> miss in that game. Uh, again, um, one huge talking point we have to bring up for Lester, uh, aside from the fact that the Braj is on the clock right now. Um, well, he may quit. He might leave. Uh, something's yeah. going to happen if they don't win one of their next two games without fail. Um, but uh, no James Madison. I don't he know what hurt. happened there. I didn't follow that up. But I'm he was pretty hurt. sure he was, he was hurt. hurt. Yeah. Well, Otherwise I mean, look, if you have – right, you would have brought him on. If yeah. you have James Madison and you are up a man on Chelsea for 60 minutes, you're going to score two, three, maybe more. So, also, um, I, I didn't check. Did they play DACA? I love that. Dude. I don't remember. He hasn't gotten a lot of time towards. He didn't get a lot of time at the end of last season. One other thing in this game, there was a controversial call that went Chelsea's way, and I would like to underline that for all the boohoo's out there who are still pissed off about Romero and all the stuff about Tottenham. Um, you didn't deserve it. That was a goal. Uh, it was not a foul on Harvey Barnes, and uh, you got one. So congratulations. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't see. I didn't. I don't think. DACA did not come on. I don't understand how I don't understand a guy who scores 30 goals in the German league. There's an indictment here to be said about Rogers. Like they've given him players and he's not using them. Like is Soyuncu really that bad that Amarty, who's a central, who's a central midfielder needs to play in defense. What's going on? Like Mendy was bought. DACA was there. There's just there's just things that are weird about uh, Rogers coaching that I'm just like, what is going on? Why aren't you playing the guys who need to play? Yeah, I mean this I is know. for this is for Leicester people to, to sort of do. You, do we Tell we us. don't know, right? Yeah. We don't know. This is like, are you are you deep in the team? Do you know what's going on? The team is young. Like there's a lot of good young players on Leicester. It's a good job, but maybe Rogers' time with them is over. And the and XG was close. I want to I want to touch on this before we move to another game. Uh, speaking of good young players, it was an interesting dynamic watching them play Chelsea while being locked in the Fofana stubbornness battle that they eventually relented and caved on. 
they got 75 million pounds for Wesley Fofana. One that's of, a lot. That's a lot of money. Even if he turns out to be a Van Dyke, you yeah. still got fair value for him. Yeah, because so Van Dyke, they is, got 75 million, and he had Southampton in seventh. Right. Well, no, but my point is that <laughs> even if he turns out to be a superstar, you you can't have the, oh, what if we just held on to him? No, you no. sold him at peak, peak value. You sold yeah. him. You've done this with Harry Maguire, right? And so he, this is going to go one of two ways, and you win both ways. Either he come, turns out to be great, and you still got 75 million pounds for him, or he didn't. He's 22. He had a broken leg all of last year, completely forgotten year for him, or totally, totally washed out year. He's played nine games since the 2021 season. I just, I'm not saying he's not extremely potentially talented. Nine. Come games. on. You shouldn't exactly. pay nine million for him then. No. So you should fucking spend a third of that money knew, and sign Lewis Dunk. After Kunde, <laughs> after Delict, after all of these players, aside from Kulabali, that Chelsea let slip through their fingers, Ake being one of them, um, and, and central defense, you knew and that they were going to overpay for somebody. Also, um, Chalaba's good. Well, okay. Just thing, play him. Sure. Uh, I mean, find a better way than spending $75, of, uh, 75 million pounds on, on Fofana. But um, and, what and this will do, and it's important, Reese yeah. James is going to be back out to right back, right wing back, and that's going to be that's going to have shockwaves positively for the entire team. Yeah, so, I mean, I think Chelsea will be fine. Yeah, you know, this is a good win for them. It looks like Raheem is taking on the responsibility of being the guy who is on this team and will help them get wins, which is what they needed. They needed they need an attacking player who has personality. And I think Raheem has personality. He wants sure. the ball. He shows for it. He's like, I'll fucking win this game. I don't care. I'll, he's he's like a good closer. He misses and he goes again. He's like, I don't care. I'll just. Yeah. Um, but he, he wants to play. He needs to play. Like, that's the thing that happened at City is he lost confidence because he wasn't playing. Mm-hmm. But you got to just let, there's going to be stretches where he just yaks. Because sure. that's, that's just Raheem's Sterling's life. Um, <laughs> the United, there's, this game was boring, to be fair. It was. Um, I thought Southampton were actually quite good, and you can see the sprouts of a good team. The central defense is is um, is a 22 and a 20 year old, so that means that they're going to sell those two guys for a combined 70 million in the next uh, year or two or more if they get Leicester's guy who's doing their their dealings. <laughs> and um, I want to give a shout out to the guy's name because I, I want to get it right. Well, Southampton, to your point, seem to me like a team uh, that is going to sell off all of their pieces, whether they get relegated or not, in the next two three years. But I think, but they're, they're, su- but they're super young, right? Like, but they've always done this too. They've done it with all going back all the way to Gareth Bale with Sadio yeah. Mane with yeah. Van Dyke, right? So Salisu is really really good because sure. I've had games where he's against City where he just like, yeah I do on not top enjoy of everything. It. And yep. then the other one is I want to get his name right because it's weird. Armel Bella Kotchap. 20 years old, mm-hmm. number 37, on top of his game, played really well. So I think in the long run, United will be happy with this. They get the win. They did what – sorry. They got the effort again, which is the key thing with United yeah. right now. Right now they have to just be, are we playing hard? Are we running hard? Are we playing for our teammates? Are we behind each other? Are we pushing to help get things done? Is the team playing as a unit? And I think you can say, yes, this team is playing as a unit. 
And that's all you can ask for. And I really, you know, it's fun to watch United is to actually watch Lissandro Martinez. There's no way he's 5'9". The dude is tiny. And mm-hmm. when you watch him, he almost looks like you're playing NBA Jam and he has the shrunken body on and is this little tiny guy who but like, jumped but he has like, there. but he has like blocking 99 and you're just like, what the fuck is going on? He looks like, he looks like a tiny person, Yeah, but yeah. he is a tenacious guy. He is bringing an energy. Like people are making saves or blocks and he fucking gives them high fives. And I think that's what United was lacking. Yeah. And I think that's what they that thought they were getting with Maguire, but he never had that personality. I, I think Varane, needs that like he's used to playing with ramos his mm. best version of Varane is i'm a cool super cool uh caribbean french guy mm-hmm. i'm light-skinned i fuck girls i don't talk shit but i just do it behind the back i go to the back door you're not there but i come out smelling like rose and i just go don't worry man your, your wife's okay <laughs> I, I, I told that i told it to be nice to you <laughs> but he needs that energy guy to be like yo go talk to her Go make sure go 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 in there. He's like, all right, I'll do it. Don't worry about it. Stop giving me. But then, <laughs> then he goes to do it, right? So yeah. Neil Mope, this is all inspired by Neil Mope, who's now <laughs> all French. All French players are terrible lovers who try and steal and, and sleep with your girlfriend. Anyway, he's not. Um, it doesn't matter. But and, and I, Martinez does have that Argentinian juice, the way that Ramos had, and that Furia Roja, like fighting power yeah. defender, that I think helps that pairing work together. And I think all of a sudden Varane was amazing. Well, right. There's more on the way with with Casemiro, who came off the bench in what's more or less a closer's bullpen role in this game. Of course, he will be in the starting side. Oh, McTominay's never playing again. No, no, (laughs) but that's that's the point, right? Like, (laughs) like they were holding on for dear life, and Casemiro came into the game, and everything cooled down ten degrees. Everyone's like, "Hey, we're fine here. There's no reason." And and by the way, I love Erickson in the deeper role. Sure, he's so much better. Because you don't pass it to him blindly on the tip of his. Well, that was a fuck up, right? That was that that wasn't his fault. That wasn't his fault. But he does pick those passes. He can rake it. He doesn't have to be up. He can join in the attack. He does. He's not a great defender. But I think he has to. No, he's just got to be. No, no, he doesn't have to. He's just got to be good enough. Because that's the um, piece they're missing. They cannot transition from defense to attack. That's where they were getting killed. Fred and McTominay were killing them because they get stuck there. It was like they were in molasses. So when people would say, oh, McFred sucks, it's because there's a whole, the whole concept of buildup and weak links and all that stuff that I talk about all the time. They just couldn't get out because they had two players who were either afraid or their touches were wrong or they didn't have the passing skill. Mm-hmm. And they literally would just get stuck in the final Look, third. You're going to have a Casemiro pivot with – and Erickson, Erickson and Erickson and Fernandez. Bruno Fernandez was great in this game. He had an amazing finish for the goal, but he was, was everywhere. And what ends up happening is Erickson finds pockets, large pockets of space. So he he gets the ball, he turns around, he takes three strides, and you should count to three. And I can tell you this as a longtime Erickson fan and Spurs supporter: if he gets three comfortable strides around the he's halfway line, he's going to put the ball on someone's head. Something bad's about to happen to you. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and so that's kind of what's been starting to happen with yeah, United. The, the and they've line, got the runners line, for days. The line with Erickson is you cannot let him pick his head up because he will find exactly. the pass. Exactly. Yeah. So that's what I mean. If you watch him and you see him turn, you go one, two, three, you're out. You're done. Like it's that, gonna, that, that should be – but the thing is it's Manchester United. 
That should be true of any player in the midfield. I Manchester understand, United. but this is his legitimate. <laughs> I like, know, I know. This is I his just, specialized. I, I just want to make sure that people are aware of the gravitas of the team that we're talking about. That because, because actually has to have a player who's that good. Like they it's should true. always have those players. No, no, listen. It's true of Bruno Fernandez as well, right? Yeah, 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 and it was true of it two, three years ago. He was one of the best players in the league, and he's not. That he's not anymore. But he is. He is taking on a leadership role, and if you watch, if you watch him talk in between the lines, sort of thing, he's he is controlling the Ronaldo narrative. He's the puppet master with this whole thing. I'm Ronaldo's friend. I know where he's going. I'm not going to tell you. I love him. I'm going to respect his decision, whether he stays or he goes. We'll have no questions about this. And the whole thing went away. Yeah. Whole thing went away. So yeah, and I, but been, the thing I think the, the the real frank truth is, he was the most affected by Ronaldo. Yeah, no, absolutely. But now Ten Hag has given him the clipboard, basically. Yeah. And yeah. said, what, like, I saw United with you, and I saw how instrumental you were to the success of that club, or that 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 specific season's team. Um, we're going to put you in the driver's seat here. Yeah. And so in doing so, he gets more um, liberated in the in the final third or even the attacking half, really. Mm. And that allows Erickson to sort of play in his shadow, which is where he always plays best. And like I said before, he was kind of the, the catalyst for creating Harry Kane. Well, it also was sort of symbiotic in the sense that they were feeding into each other's best strengths early mm. on in that relationship in 2015, yeah. 2016. So I do I do want to give credit again to, to Southampton. They were not bad in this game and they sure. did boss the last 15 minutes. Any United fan knows that they were not lucky to get that. Like a draw would not have been out of character. So no, 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 I think no. there's green shoots with Southampton. You know, we know Che Adams is getting some burn. Arebo is quite good. There's a lot of good stuff happening there. And this is one of those, could they go down? Sure. But they have a couple of elements that should prevent them from going down. Yeah. They have a coach who trusts young players and there's a lot of young players. And you have a coach who's good with young players mm-hmm. who has a track record of at least keeping his team up and fighting uh, all the way through, even if sometimes those fights end up with them getting blown out. They even, even when they do get blown out, they don't give up. So yeah. uh, yep. unlike the, and he doesn't have interviews like Scott Parker, which is no, really no, no. Uh, uh, look, where do you, you, know, you want to go? Well, let's think about this for a second. We changed our schedule. We're coming to you on a, we're recording on, on a Sunday and dropping yeah. it on a Monday morning because we are going to have a busy, busy schedule up through November, whatever the 15th is when they break for the world cup. Right. So we have yeah. games on Tuesday, on Wednesday and on Thursday of this week, and then right back again on Saturday. So we have to talk about previews for upcoming match week five. It's going to be coming thick and fast earlier than usual this year, folks. Yeah. We're going to have yeah. all of the cups and premier league matches in the, in the, uh, the midweek. So we're going to have two games a week for the next four months. It's going to be really fun, <laughs> and it starts right now. So so I, um, so the first the first game coming up is Brighton-Fulham, which would be a really good game, but I do want to give the game of the week on NBC. <laughs> it's stripped. The Leeds, the Leeds-Brighton game looked like it was going to be something big, but uh, Brighton are too good for Leeds, and they just put the wool over this thing sure. and just shut it down. And they dominated Leeds, and they are top of the league. Tied. Well, they're tied. Well, tied. no, they're, they're, they have they're in points. second. They're tied second. So my beloved Brighton still playing well. The Danny Welbeck revival going really well. Fly high ball up to him. He knocks it down. Trossard gets on it onto Pascal Grosch, the slowest, most technical player you can see, and the beloved, the beloved fighting uh, seagulls, 
who will steal your uh, your 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 sandwich off the beach. That's about as violent as they get. There you uh, go. So they sell <laughs> mope and they go from stealing girlfriends to stealing sandwiches. Nice, nice, nice. They need yeah, a new. I, um, they need a new identity. They do not have a crazy identity, although they do have a weird like Ecuadorian connection. They've got a scouting network that's doing weird stuff. I don't know. Yeah. They're like, where are they getting Ecuadorians from? That's really Zambia. They're kidnapping I don't families. Even know what's happening. No, they're kidnapping families. The British have been doing this for <laughs> hundreds of years. Uh, yeah, on the coast, maybe they were, you know, in yeah. that illicit trade. That's what know. I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I didn't get to see a whole lot of this game. I expected to see more of it because, like I said, I was watching Goal Rush to try and get as much Nothing as happened. I could. Nothing happened in the game. Uh, yeah. It wasn't even like it. Like they broke. I love that Goal Rush breaks in with highlights yeah. and they're not always goals, right? No. So you're like, oh, that oh, was a yellow miss. card. Oh, okay. Um, and so this was one where I just was waiting for something. And I think that there was including the the one goal for Brighton. I think they, they pod piped into it like three times. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it wasn't a whole heck of a lot going on. Comparatively, there was a lot going on at Stanford Bridge, at the Etihad, and of course at Anfield. So I was like, <laughs> all right, this game doesn't mean yeah. much right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I mean, you know, the, I think the secret thing with Brighton, you know, they play good football. They don't give up shit. Like they're on three no. clean sheets in a row. So really good team. Uh, we'll give a quick, quick talk, quick chat about Newcastle and Brentford uh, and Bre- uh, whatever. We should probably get into the week. We'll, we'll cover those teams. Let's start with Newcastle then. Newcastle go to um, to Anfield on Wednesday. Oh, that's Alexander Isak was not in the lineup uh, no. this past weekend. I expect him to be on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, so we'll see about that. He has visa issues or like whatever uh, work papers. Uh, if he can get that sorted out, he should be in the lineup on well, Wednesday. Because they're not in the EU a, anymore. He can't just go. Right. <laughs> it's uh, it's going to create a unique challenge for Liverpool's back line. Uh, and listen, they're coming off of that. You know, we're pissed off about losing to United. They're going to even out now. And this is a good – this is actually a good where are our deficiencies test for Liverpool, I think. Mm-hmm. Right? So mm-hmm. uh, we've talked about it a lot. We think we know where they are. Well, um, but I mean – this the is other, a game where the, the soft midfield for them can still get exposed. Right, so I'm right, right. If Newcastle's midfield can perform like they did against City with Joe, Joe Linton and, and Willock and Grimarish, they could really cause problems to Liverpool. But we'll see. Anfield is a is an amazing equalizer. This is a classic game. The greatest game of all time, the 4-3, was between Liverpool and Newcastle. So we should check that one out. That's on Wednesday. Also, like I said, the, the Tuesday games, Fulham-Brighton. Palace, Brent, a London derby, a good one at Selhurst. That is tasty. Palace mm-hmm. versus Brentford. I really like that game. That's one that I'm going to look at what the betting line is. Then Southampton hosts Chelsea at St. Mary's. Not so much of a scary game. Then Leeds at home against Everton. Here's a tip for everyone. Bet against Everton on the road. They're yes. terrible. <laughs> Even though they drew with Brentford, they should have lost. I also uh, think that Leeds are going to take what they had from Brighton and learn from that and go forward. Uh, and yeah, be but that'll be this will be a different game, though. No, I this understand. But a, what I'm yeah. saying is they're going to be much more. Uh, they're going to have a lot more snarl at home against Everton. I'm with you 100. I don't even know yeah. the line. I'm taking leads. <laughs> yeah. Well, the other piece is like if Everton tries to play out from the back, they're not good enough. They'll get annihilated by. Leeds. Yes. But we'll see if the tiredness affects them. It's Tuesday after Sunday. We'll see. And then Wednesday, Arsenal, Aston Villa. This would have been to us a big game, but this now becomes a. Does Gerard make it? I mean, I know this is early, but a bad performance for Villa here is really damning. I don't expect them. I don't think anyone would expect Villa to beat Arsenal. Actually, you know what? They're a month ago. Yeah, we would have. It should be close. 
at at the at the uh, at the Emirates. No, I don't think that. I don't think I would have yeah. thought that a month ago either. But, but the, and the thing. other piece that's happening with Arsenal, sorry, Mike, is the the atmosphere is coming back. It's yeah. almost like a dormant thing. Like they finally, after all these years in a sort of downtrodden Wenger years, whereas they were good, but man, we got the new stadium, we don't like it. Oh, we have the dark times. We have the pandemic. Somehow the Emirates is alive and it mm-hmm. comes through. So. Uh, Arsenal have got the fans on side, which is actually really cool. And, and for Aston Villa, it's going to get worse before it gets better because they have to go to Man City next weekend. Um, and then no, they don't. No, they. So they're, they're City home, come to me. them. Yeah, they're home, but still they have to welcome City. Uh, so I was wrong about where the game is, but point being, uh, that's going to be a tough one for them. I you obviously can't expect them to get a result there. They've just the, got to play. They have to play better. This could be a uh, a sort of Damocles game in a couple of weeks. September tenth. <laughs> well, either way, Leicester Aston Villa loser yeah. goes home. Yeah, right? like that uh, could be Braj and and Gerard, which is sort of interesting in yeah. and of itself. Uh, yeah, the loser gets fired there. But yeah, uh, City ver- City versus uh, versus Nottingham Forest at home. Nottingham Forest. This is a not in the face game. City will see that big number that Liverpool put up. And they may want to, they may want to put their own statement down. Um, I don't hide know. Your wives, Forest is... Hide your hide your kids, Nottingham Forest. You are in for some shit. <laughs> I will say this: here's why they'll never put up a crooked number on Forest. Dean Henderson will make three saves he shouldn't. Uh, oh, he right, that's phenomenal. Fair. He's he so will, good. He was phenomenal today against Spurs, and yeah, um, he's good. Uh, I just I like him so much. I, I yeah. I'm rooting for him as a function of the the, the Forest story. But yeah, yeah, no, this is not a game where you worry about them. You know, on the road, um, when they're at home, they are a fit. They are they can beat anyone in the league, which is yeah. super fun. Uh, this is not this, this, this Bournemouth game is also a big one. It's more about reaction. I don't think. They'd be expecting to win this, but Bournemouth have to show fight because after yep. the after the Liverpool game, they're going against Wolves. Wolves still having a lot of a hard time scoring anything, um, but they still and, play well. And, and on we'll that see- point, on that point, this uh, so, you know a storyline working in all of these games in parallel. This is transfer deadline day, so there's going to uh, be a lot of discussion about who's coming, who's going. Is United going to get Anthony? Who I understand is it's getting over the line now. Um, million. Yeah. So, so is Liverpool going to stri- strike for a midfielder? Do they want Ruben Neves? So they players. Won't. No, he's not. He's not going. He's not going. I they understand. Large the point is that he. Well, I mean, they said that about Fofana too at Leicester. So, um, <laughs> until the clock strikes midnight, players' heads have to be at least one percent turned. Right? If they're yeah. if they're being, yeah. you know, I think the big one. There was some. There was some talk of Arsenal and Neto. For some reason, that was. The Robbie want, Neto wanted to go. Well, maybe they yeah. could, they should do it. Okay, who knows? Uh, we'll see there. I mean, I, I like Wolves. I don't know where they are. I haven't watched one of their games yet. But, I mean, getting that draw against Newcastle was good at home. But we'll see where they are after that. Bournemouth are in trouble already. We have to see a, a, a fight. This is a tricky game, your West Ham Tottenham. It's This is a traditional... ICF versus the Tottenham Cruise. This is a hooligan special. It's been in movies like the, the football factory. They fight over West Ham Tottenham being played in London. So this is a classic hooligan game. Uh, I, and it's at night. I This has draw written on it for me. I agree. Uh, I actually, part of the reason I wanted West Ham to win so bad today is because they I wanted them to get off the schneid before they played yeah. us. Um yeah. Because West Ham uh, will play for the draw. 
West Ham will play like it's their cup final and they're playing for penalties. So yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Do Spurs have significantly higher quality at every position? Of course. But this is, like I said, this is West Ham's it's cup final. It's going to be so much for them. Uh, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a derby. It's miserable for Spurs 90% of the time. Um, yeah. Tough. Mikel game. Antonio, if he has, if he is ailing, if he has stage four cancer, he'll beat it and come in and score <laughs> in this game. He just will. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, I just, yeah. you know, it's a good, it's a this tough one. game. Wait, here's a good one for, uh, for this one, both teams to score, maybe not necessarily the over, but I love both, uh, a score draw, like you were saying yeah, is yeah, a good yeah. bet. I like yeah, that. I, 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 this is, a, this has draw written all over it. I just yeah, can't, that's fair. I can't, I just, it, West Ham are too tough and there's too much history. We talked, we talked Liverpool, uh, Newcastle. That's a good game. I'm excited about it. And mm-hmm. then Leicester, Man United, this is another this is another marker game. This is the Thursday game. So there's mostly Tuesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and then there's one Thursday game, late games, basically like the Monday night football. United versus Leicester. This is a interesting one. I think United have to continue to play the counterattack that they do because Leicester want the ball and Leicester's defense is so bad, United could put three up on this one. I think. Yeah, no, I agree. This is a, this is a narrative shifting. Leicester's in bad shape. United now are in the driver's seat. They need to start scoring, right? Because they're not scoring. They're getting these one nil. They got two one nils in a row. Now, okay, you've solidified. We all work. We all defend. Now let's try and score some goals. <laughs> so speaking of going back to the the manager referendum, if you will. There's I, a couple. Because there are so many games in such quick succession, I think that some managers will get a longer leash than they are. Because they'll have a chance have. to redo it. Right. And, and well, and also you're not going to be able to fire a guy on a Sunday and play again on a Wednesday. And there's without... no international break to do the. We'll fire him at the beginning. Exactly. The the two weeks. It'll be like exactly. Uh, he coming in. <laughs> yeah. Right. And so uh, I think oh, that September 10th, like I, I mentioned before, Leicester City against Aston Villa, that is going to be. And of course, it'll be a draw. They both get fired. By the way, but, can, you uh, see it? can you see it now? The montage shot. See it. The music's rising. Sean Dyche is running on the beach. He's getting ready. He's getting ready, man. He's got his sweats on. He's like, <sighs> he's got. Yeah. Oh, I got defenders. It's a rocky montage. Oh God, he's doing it. He's got. He's running. He's he's got. He's shaving, but he's shaving the top of his head. He's going extra bald. Oh, it's, it's uh, amazing. It's it's a, it's a rocky two montage. It's an uh, early it's, rocky. It's Sean montage. Dyche, and and but but behind him is Rafa Benitez trying to get back in the action. He's a. Like, <sighs> his tie's falling off. No, yeah. Rafa, Rafa wants back in so bad. He he thinks that he's like Klopp, and he thinks he's in that group, right? He thinks he's one of those guys. He's not, but you know his ego is just like I I can do it. I can I can, I'll take Bournemouth. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I just after the I, shame of everything, things are going to be coming so fast that I just I wonder uh, how, when you're going to have the ability to install a new regime. Maybe everyone then... just stays till the World Cup. I don't think it'll wait that long because there's so many games being oh, played enough. by that point, right? So if 16? I'm, I'm, it's gonna be sixteen. It's That's gonna be sixteen. Six, how many? Oh, this Not is by November twelfth. Brain doesn't work. Like teams, guys start getting fired, and usually in October, which is usually eight or nine. <laughs> right? You've got August. You've got the international break in September. You got an international break in October. Early. So it's yeah. basically two months worth of games. It's eight nine games. That's true. Um, that's true. You're right. So, so, yeah, I mean, so, so if you were to say, if that's the number, then match day nine is October 1st. So I'm, I'm still, saying, oh, by the way, three weeks before I am that. Now, I am now shipping Potter 
to Aston Villa. That's my latest. He won't leave. He won't leave Brighton in the middle <laughs> of the season. Should, he, should. he won't. He won't. And that's why you. That's Aston Villa why you, team is so good. Bullshit. That's why you love him because he won't leave them. He won't. He, won't he will leave. potentially eventually. Um, but he's from Sully Hall, which is right near Aston Villa. He might be a fan. <laughs> he could have said turn. Well, I mean, Dean Smith actually was from Aston Villa. <laughs> And and yeah, they fired him. And, and well, but by I mean, the way, he was there for a long time. I mean, I just, know, I know. It ran its I course. Know. They're all now the the Villa fans, of course, are lunatics. They're like, Dean Smith should have never got fired. Yeah, right. I'm like, okay. Like, it's just fandom is such a fickle bitch, right? Like, uh, like when Gerard was coming in and having success and installing Coutinho, I was excited. Everybody was like, hey. He's being groomed for the Liverpool job. And when we would say that, the Villa fans are like, hey, that's our manager. Don't you say that about him. And now I'm not sure now. It's so much luck. Like you really – like had had he saved them in the last 10 games of the season, he'd have the Lampard narrative or the Marsh narrative. But because he saved them right away, he just looks like he collapsed. And it's like, well, what about the part where you guys were in the relegation zone and he got you out of it? No, that part doesn't count. That's new manager bounce. I'm like, well, he, you weren't even in the fight at the end. Right. So what are you worried about? But now it's like he's. I think he's got two wins in twelve. Mm-hmm. Going back to last season. Well, that's the thing part. is that that's the that slide is where his tab begins, right? Yeah. So he doesn't get the luxury of having the the slate the wiped clean. Yeah. He has. Um, he walked into this season with a. A Bunsen burner under his seat turned on very, very low. Yeah. And as as the the you know the dysfunction has sort of shown, right, but he, already, he, already, he lost bad. his biggest signing. Yes. He lost Diego Carlos. Yeah. He had this whole thing where he's gonna strip Mings of the captaincy, and this is my team. I got my new center back who knows how to play, and the guy fucking does his Achilles. Oops. Yeah. I still think, and this is my last take before we can stop with with, with this thing, is just like Coutinho is a problem. If he wasn't a problem, why would all those teams not want him? There's something, okay, sure. Because I, I watched I watched the Villa game. He did a lot of like getting the ball, dribbled up into a corner, and then just passed it backwards. Mm-hmm. Like this kind of ball stopper, kind of like a, a, a an Allen Iverson, a, a, a look at me, a, a Jeff George kind of quarterback puts up numbers, or, or Kirk Cousins. Like these guys that look good in fantasy, they, they have concepts and names – Listen, Coutinho, here's where you're going to live as. You funded Liverpool. You did a great job, but you're not good. I know you scored the goal for Bayern. He's living on a name, living on a moment. I think that team doesn't function with him in the side because it fucks up Ings and Watkins and all of everything else, and it doesn't mm-hmm. work. That's my theory. No, I don't, I don't disagree, but there is evidence when that bump showed up when Gerrard came in he was the largely the driver. He need, but he needs to be off the bench. You don't have an answer. Not playing all the time because he fucks okay. up how okay. you play. That's fair. And one one other thing I want to talk about, and I mentioned this already, but like we have five subs now. We have games every three days. People haven't uh, figured out how to use it yet. Honestly, they haven't figured out how to use it. But that's not the point. People are about to now. They better. Um, well, <laughs> because for instance, and I'll use Tottenham as an example. I bet you that Richarlison starts on the left on Wednesday and not Sonny. And the media will make a fucking meal out of this. Because Sonny came off and he pouted. And it was mostly the the fact that he didn't score. He didn't have a lot of that many opportunities. Well, in Conte's system, he's playing more defensively. He is getting those runs on the break. But he's also at the same time not as 
He was on the wrong side for his, He was on the as wrong he side used to be. Him. Yeah, he is intentionally dividing some of his attention, which is affecting his output, his production on the score sheet, but not as a player, right? Yeah. But so now, if you have five subs, you have. I don't think anyone's figured it out yet, honestly. But okay, uh, you could use you could use four of your subs and still have one left over for whatever else you wanted. But in Conte's system, where he has wingbacks and he has the wings, right? You can wow. rotate the the wings. You leave Kane there, and the, the wing backs, you know, Spence, who looked good today uh, on as a sub role, Perisic, Sessegnon, Royal, Doherty when he's healthy, whatever, whoever these players are, you give them 45, yeah. 45, 55, 60 minutes. It doesn't matter who starts. The other – both know that yeah. I'm playing on play. Saturday and I'm yeah. playing on Wednesday, and I don't know when it's going to be, but I have to yeah. be ready. And it keeps yeah. everybody sharp. And yeah. you still have one sub left over. I'm not saying that that's the best way to use the five yeah. subs, but you could. Yeah, you could do that. So yeah. we'll yeah. see. We well, haven't had to worry about it yet, though. So that's that's the interesting thing about now the the fixture congestion starts. We're going to start to learn how how users how how coaches are using this. All right, Mike. Yeah. Any last words? Any thoughts? I'm I want to say I got All one. Weekend. I just don't want to forget. Holland is a beast. Arsenal are top of the league. Liverpool scored nine. United are back doing their thing. Your team's the best defensive team in the league. The league is in really, really good shape. Mm-hmm. This is shaping up to be an incredible season. I don't want – it's getting to the place where, like, I don't even want any of the teams to go down, and they might. It's just sad. Yeah. <laughs> One of our yeah. friends who's been here for a while will go home. <laughs> yeah. And you get the 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 home version of the Premier League as a board game. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's it. We got for now. We're we're excited. This is this has been right. a great weekend of football, and and now it's going to be a great week of football with pretty much Mondays and Fridays off, and then every other day of the week it's going to be great football on. And I'm excited All about right, it. Mike. So send me home, please. Until then, let's go. All right, that was the Squeaky Bum Time podcast with Mike Salerno and Laurent Cortines. We are the football wing of the Chop Sports Network, the new and improved streamlined. Chop Sports Network with the studio in Mawa. We record now on Sundays and Thursdays. Sorry, we'll Mondays and Thursdays, excuse me. And so be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcast so you never miss an episode. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate, review the show. It matters. And we'll put the link to our WhatsApp group in the description.